Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 190 now. That's right. Been kind of chaotic beginnings, but you know, that's okay, right? Yeah, it's good. We are um, rapidly gearing towards 200, right? And 200 is going to yep. be another very special episode of the yes, Punk very special. Till I Die podcast. Special like wear a helmet to high school special. <laughs> you go, sure, why not? Why not? So, so it's funny, I didn't ask him his last name, Neil. So, last couple weeks, you and I have been spinning the new Slaughter Boys record, right? We have, yeah. It came and out we love co- this record. Yeah, it came out a couple weeks ago. If you got the special edition early on from Garage Rock, good old Jason, um, it came with a patch and stickers and shit, right, Tom? Yes. And we have been pretty much, this thing has been on the turntable for the last couple weeks, and I actually just got a copy of the first album, too. So we actually have with us, I don't know his last name, we have Casey from Slaughter Boys with us. How you doing, Casey? Doing swell. How are you? Good, man. So, you know, it's funny, Casey, what, what do you what do you do in Slaughter Boys? I didn't even ask you. We didn't even ask you. <laughs> I play guitar and sing. Okay. My last, really? name's, my last name's O'Brien. O'Brien, okay. I was going to say, that would have been real bad luck, Neil, if I'd been like, oh, no, we got the drummer. <laughs> well, not the not the drummers can't be fun, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're, yeah, yeah. He's like, I joined the band. I joined the band last week, and I know nothing about them. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because Casey was out doing the most punk rock thing you could do before we talked to him. He was playing golf. How did you? How did your round go? It was awesome. I did really good. Today. Did you? <laughs> uh, um, I hit a ninety-two, which is pretty good for me. Nice. Yeah, that is yeah. good. So, are yeah. you like? Uh, are you out there like in your like collared shirt and like your White shorts, or you just go out there in like your uh, Motorhead T-shirt and like some cutoffs. No, I got like a, a nice like polo shirt, but it's like breathable. Ah, um, there you go. And then like shorts and stuff. But we go with like other punk kids. Like it's kind of like we have like a softball team, and then we go golfing, and then in the winter we go bowling. Ah. So do you like <laughs> do you like do you do you play at like municipal courses or you at like a nice private course where you roll up and you're just like scaring the hell it's out like of these, fucking, like, it's like a fucking caddy these honest citizens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super municipal because man, those private courses are super expensive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I but, was uh, uh, it's fun, I was though. I was a I was a golfer, so I so I got kids. I got I actually got uh, my kids are adults, my older kids, but I played a ton of golf before I have kids. But I kind of had to give it up because it's so expensive and it takes so much time. And maybe like when I'm doddering around in Florida, like towards the end, maybe I'll pick it up again. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, so 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 Casey, looking at um, Discogs right now, and there's a picture of you guys. So which one are you? Are you the guy at the front in the uh, with the Buzzcocks button and the, and the denim jacket with the eater uh, armband, yeah. or are you one yeah, of the other well, guys? Yeah, that's an old one. That one's me. Excellent. So yeah, we've already got a lot in common with like Eater and Buzzcocks and Crisis. Yeah. Crisis, yeah. I see. You don't see yeah. too many people who like Crisis. That's cool. Yeah, so, sh- um, that's a. I I lost that jacket. We're super bummed about it. I bet. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I like painted it with like silkscreen ink, uh-huh. so it looked like so it looked like it was a leather jacket, but it was still jean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does look kind of shiny. Yeah, you're right. Huh. Yeah, super, super bummed I lost that one. So, you always talk about how, like, back back in the day when we made more homemade clothes, how it was sort of better. Because you yeah. never had to worry about running into somebody with the same stuff, right? No. Um, but uh, I still, to this, I'm 35 now, and I still, to this day, um, make my own stuff. Because it's like, I live in Portland, and everyone can, like, dress us the same. And mm-hmm. I want to be a little bit different. So I just make my own shit. There you go. So you're you're in Portland, okay? Because we were under the impression I thought that you guys were kind of like San Diego based, but you're 
We were. Yeah, I, I just moved up here last year. Okay. And then, um, and then, so Nick, the guy that's in the other picture, he was our other drummer. He moved to Seattle. Um, and then we ended up getting a new drummer, Hunter. But he left. Now he's moving to New York. So the only original guy from San Diego is Chris. Okay. And Chris might actually be joining us tonight if we can figure out technical difficulties and stuff. Chris might actually join us a little later on, so you might hear you might hear if, another voice at some point in the not too distant. If not, future. we're just going to keep keep grilling Casey. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. About his about his athletic prowess mostly. <laughs> maybe, maybe some music stuff. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So how'd you how'd you guys get together? The um, man. So I actually started it with someone else. Uh, my buddy Jeremy. We were in another band called Spent Idols. It's like an older '90s band. And uh, did you guys put on a, a a record on Bulge? They might have. Uh, I we filled in for a tour and like. Okay, because I say I think they put a seven inch out on Bulge, which is like that Green Bay yeah. label that No Reverend Orbrand. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Probably, and just that whole band was a mess, and we like ended up quitting and just like starting our own thing, which is this. Um, but he ended up quitting before we even like um, were able to do anything with the band because he had like job stuff, which is you know understandable. Yeah, like sure. a, a new a new career that he had to really focus on. Um, so I understood that. And then uh, Chris uh, and I were already buddies, um, and at the time, one of his other bands was like kind of not doing anything, and like was you can join like this band and like we can kind of just jam and see how it turns out um because he was playing second guitar at the time and then jeremy was on bass but when he quit we chris just went to bass because that's what he like kind of naturally does Mm. and he's amazing at it so it just worked out and then we wanted to be a four piece um but to you it's kind of hard to find like uh people who want to stick with it you know sure it's hard enough Um, to find three let alone four huh yeah, so like we just stick with three piece, and it's so much easier. And like people, sh- like nine out of ten times, everyone's gonna show up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and um, and uh, we've had three different drummers. Oh, four, and then it's such a long story. But uh, started we started with one guy in a seven inch, and then the first LP was with Nick, and then this new LP is with Hunter. It's kind of like a, a curse of the drummers. It is, it like, is spi- it's, like spinal tap. Yeah, I was gonna, right? I was yeah. gonna say, I was gonna say, Tom. It's like every single band that we talk to. It's all, it's oftentimes a very similar story. And Spinal Tap gets that right on the money, right? There's, yeah, there's well, drummer well, after well, drummer after drummer. It's funny because yeah, it always, almost always is the drummer. But then we also talk to drummers occasionally. If they show up to practice, they're in like fourteen bands, right? Yeah, <laughs> because like if they're reliable, like all of a sudden, you know, you meet a drummer who's reliable and has a van, he can't yeah. be in enough bands. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, so you, were- but Hunter's a good guy though. He he doesn't really have like a job job. <laughs> That's like, nice. <laughs> he books bands like it's a job, but okay. he books bands on tours and stuff, so he can work from wherever. But he's always on tour, so we kind of have to book our tours around his, and then. Uh, um, but uh, it works out. So where does where does he live? He's like homeless. <laughs> but, oh Jesus! <laughs> but he's like, but he's moving to New York um, City. So I guess uh, get an apartment out there. Okay. But um, yeah, he kind of just like 
has his own thing going on. Yes, that's the, that's funny because when we we spoke to uh, Chavez from Smogtown a while ago, remember Tom? And didn't he say that I think Guitardo was homeless and living under a bridge? Living under a bridge, yeah. Like a, yeah. Under yeah. A bridge. yeah. That's a iffy story, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It wasn't like it was wasn't funny. It was just like wow, that's really dead with like dark, deep. Yeah, yeah. They, they were telling me know. about that. I'm like, good lord, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Hey, yeah. Oh my gosh! Do you hear that thunder, Neil? I guess thunder. Holy That's shit! Amazing. That, like crazy. That, right. Tell you what. Hey, why don't we play a song for that first EP? Take yeah. That in. So this so was the song. Well, well, let me just. Tell, I think this came out in what 2018. I think. Um, which one? The uh, the EP, the first EP, the seven inch. I think it was. I think it was 2017 or 18. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, and this was uh, like a four track EP, right? Yep. Yeah, we, we originally released it ourselves, and then it was a, we repressed it with No Front Teeth. Okay. All right. Um, and remind me, what song are we gonna play from this? Uh, it's Down and Wired. It's like our anthem. Gotcha. Okay. So um, this is Slaughter Boys with their first one tonight. This is Down and Wired. <laughs> Okay, that was Slaughter Boys with uh, Down and Wired off their uh, first uh, 
first EP from uh, yeah Discogs as 2018, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. So tell me. Yeah. So tell me about No Front Teeth because you see an awful lot of bands, especially Cali bands, signing with No Front Teeth. That's a European label, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's based in London, I think. So why? English, yeah, 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 yeah. So why, why them? And the only reason I ask is because getting stuff from bands that's on No Front Teeth is oftentimes very, very difficult. You have to like, go to England to get it, you know, on Discogs or whatever. Um, no one really wanted to put us out in America at the time. Like, we asked like six or seven different labels. Wow. Okay. And, and there was like we were new, you know, yeah. and no one really heard of us, and we never toured before, and. Um, we were then referred to No Front Teeth by, um, you know that band, uh, uh, Tenement Rats? Yes. So, Johnny and the drummer are good friends with them, and they put their shit out through No Front Teeth, and they referred us and kind of worked out, actually. But, uh... And Rich, Richie does carry a lot of that stuff I noticed on the Garage Rock. So he, there is some American distribution. Yeah. Go to garage, the garage rock stuff. Like I said, I know he's got a bunch of it on there. He puts out good shit, and a lot of the stuff that he puts out, I, I like. So I was like, it just made sense. And then, um, but yeah, at the time, like no one was, was interested. So I was like, shit. <laughs> um, and I was like, r- running out of money doing it myself. So I was like, I need a, I need a label. So they were cool, and he did it. You know what? So I, 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 I brought the pressure almost. I think Chris actually just joined. Oh, here let we go. Let me let me try and uh, let me try and dial this man in. Hold on one second. Do do. Hey, so so Casey, while while Neil's doing the tech stuff, one of you was in the dwarves at one point. Was that you or was that Chris? That's Hunter, our our, our drummer. Oh, the Hunter drummer. What was his dwarf name? Do you know? Oh shit. Um... I don't know. I, he okay. told me once, but because they always remember. had like those funny, you know, like the funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was, he was in it for a little while, but um, man, I, yeah, I can't remember what he said. They're touring. I mean, they they've gone through a lot of. I mean, when they tour like anywhere other than the West Coast, it's just blag. Yeah. So he brings a ton of people out with him. Like I think on the West Coast, like he who cannot be named still plays most of the shows, but. Yeah. Every time I've seen Dwarves, he never plays, and like. The last time I saw him, um, him play was, I think it was like 16 or something. And his like dick was right in front of my face. <laughs> and my, my friend pushed my head into it. And I was like, oh, fucker. And it was like right hey, you, on my forehead. You didn't have to pay extra for that either. That was part yeah. of all included like, in the show. What's what's yeah. up, Neil? Any luck or no? Uh, no, I'm still trying, to, still trying to get that bit figured out. You guys keep talking. I forgot where I was going now. Apparently, uh, someone getting the head shoved into someone's dick. Exactly. <laughs> so how? Do you, yeah. So how? Okay. So your drummer's moved to New York. So is he, he going to stick with you, or are you going to have to find somebody local or a lot no, of since, at least? Well, since some, I mean, we have some shows coming up, and we're all just going to fly to San Diego like um, a week before, and then just jam. And then, uh, oh, there you go. We did that at our East Coast tour. Um, well, and it's not unusual for bands in this era, obviously, to be separated by quite a few miles but it definitely makes it a pain it does but it's just San Diego is so expensive and I want to like own property and you just you need to be like a millionaire <laughs> yeah. to do that in California I'm like you know this sucks and it's like I love San Diego it's such a cool city it's like so pretty but you pay for it you, right? yeah millionaire is middle class 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. insane. Like you, you can buy a shithole for like a two bedroom, one bath shithole with like one parking space for like a million dollars. And I'm like, this is insane. Like I can't do this. So, well, but, but you, you, in fact, but you said you moved to Portland. That ain't exactly cheap either, right? Um, outside of it is like okay, like even outside San Diego, it's expensive. Like, like the suburbs. So, I don't care about living in the city anymore. But like in the suburbs. You can get a house for like five hundred, four hundred thousand, like a decent size house. Mm. That's what it's all about. I think Chris is on the call. Chris, are you there? Yeah, I just got on. And hey, I'm not seeing any pictures of what's up? You <laughs> son of a bitch! Yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't see pictures of you guys' lovely faces though. No, no okay. you don't want. You don't want to. We got faces for radio. <laughs> hey, uh, speak for yourself, there, buddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, so Chris, Chris so, you're in sunny, you're yeah. in sunny San Diego or somewhere thereabouts. I am. I'm sitting on my porch right now. Finally got a day off. Chilling. It's beautiful out. So were you Are playing, you were you playing golf too? Like Casey no, I was? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I don't do that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud of Casey for stepping it up and like doing these like sailing and, um, golfing and stuff like this. He's really coming along. Wow, he's yeah. sailing as well, huh? Wow. All yeah. the punk creds going out the window, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's like they're going up. Like, like, <laughs> How do I see the it. picture, dude? Like, I can't I can't work this thing. No, you don't. You, 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 no, it's okay, yeah, man. There's no pictures. There's no pictures. Right. Just just imagine someone extraordinarily handsome, and that's me. We, you know, we, I put on a really cool outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We find when we use the cameras, it takes so much bandwidth, and it kind of screws up the sound quality. Yeah. So I'm good? All right. Yeah, you're good. No, yeah, it's perfect, no, no, man. No, good. you figured it out perfectly. It's, uh, it's all uh, good. Other than the fact that you totally derailed our train of thought, you're uh, absolutely <laughs> golden, man. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Why don't, we, why don't we play a song, and then we can regroup? Yeah. Okay. Let's play. Um, we're going to play something off the first album, I believe. Tell us a little bit about the first album. What label is that on, and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, no front teeth. That one, they did that too. They did okay. And then I forgot what songs they sent you. Uh, I, I think, think we're going to do G- Generation End. I believe was the next oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell that us one's some- like our, that one's our go-to. Okay. Um, what's this one about? Give us give give the um, listeners a bit of a a bit of a primer on this one. It's just about like the craziness of the world at the time. Like like whenever year it was like. Trump had just became president, and everyone was losing their minds, and I was just trying not to get political, you know, but I did, <laughs> and uh, I had to, and then it just talks about, like, the karma that so the, all those people have, are going to uh, We kind of based our sound off of, and everything else kind of took a life of its own, but that that's that's a good one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. It's about karma. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, let's listen go. to that, everybody. This is uh, Slaughter Boys with Generation End.
Slaughter Boys there with Generation End off of their um, first album, which came out in 2019. Uh, no Front Teeth. It looks like it had a couple of different represses of that. Looks like the first yeah, cover I was got, white. There's like and, a few different covers. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that. I got well, the red the one. F- first one sold out the black cover, and then we had to do a repress of a red cover. Okay. And I think Chris, that's you the try, one. Are you, trying to, are you trying to let it smoke, Chris? Yeah. I can, <laughs> I I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I wish I was on the on the uh, visuals on this. This, this would be some kind of fun. Anyway, go ahead. I don't smoke anymore, but I know it does look cool. It looks really cool. Exactly. <laughs> can't, listen, and, and these kids, you can't recreate that sucking on a remote control, poofing out purple smoke. Not cool, kids. Not cool. Yeah. They call it the douche flute, I guess. I was just told this the other day. <laughs> douche flute? I love it. <laughs> douche flute. Gotta have a real like Some chick was like, oh, nice douche flute. I'm like, how do I get for trying to like better myself or whatever? I've never, I've never heard Right back to the smokes. Dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what—that's that's, a—that's a great fucking name for a band, douche flute. Douche <laughs> flute. Well, could you imagine if like those black and white pictures you see of James Dean like leaned up against his like fifties yeah. Porsche or whatever? Oh, imagine if he's freaking sucking on a remote control, poofing out watermelon. <laughs> talking smoke. about him today, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys are a three piece, and obviously on the record, there's lots of stuff going on, right? Obviously, you got a couple of guitar overdubs and stuff like that. But who, uh, which one of you guys tickles the ivory? What's oh, that? that's our secret weapons, dude. Joey, he's oh yeah, he's not the band. Okay. Yeah, we were in the studio. Ivory, you know, sound really cool is like some kind of a you know saloon like rumble kind of like a piano in there. It's a yeah, like a rocking kind of a. Then yeah. being the, uh, engineer was like i got a guy and he called this dude joey that i kind of know and he came in and listened to it like one time and just ripped it and was like see ya he had no he did no practice he had zero yeah no he put the headphones on and he was just like okay um play it once all right he listened to it and then he just like busted it out we gave him a hundred bucks and he split a hundred bucks in a six pack there you go it was amazing we had him back because you did that on both records the same guy did both records same dude and i also same shit. He didn't practice. He just showed up. He goes, "Oh yeah, what key?" I'm like, "I don't know." I mean, hey. it's like we're punkers. Hey. We don't know anything about key. I'm like, this hey. is right Yeah, jo- Joey knows what's up. The guy's a genius. He's yeah, crazy. Like, it, it was just instantly. It was like one or two takes or something. It was it was crazy. He plays piano for that dude from Stray Cats, um, Brian Setzer. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, the guitarist. Oh, yeah, Brian Setzer. Yeah, the, the yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> the dude, oh, from, the, the dude from the Stray Cats, love it. Come on, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I can start, on. dude. I've been in, I've been in the sun for eight hours. I'm like baked. Um, <laughs> what? Well, that was the thing too. I was, I was, I figured when you'd be out golfing, you'd just be no, like, Lee, like, Lee Rocker. Oh, Lee Rocker. Oh, he plays uh, the the bass player. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, touche. Oh, yeah. He was the <laughs> he was the only he was the only guy that couldn't get tattoos in the band. Funnily enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know why that was, but he always like was stood Lee, out because he has no tattoos. Was Lee Rocker really like Jerry Horowitz or something? He wanted to be buried in a <laughs> Jewish cemetery or something? <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe that's Jim it. Phantom guy myself. Yes, Slim, <laughs> Slim, do you know what's fucking crazy? Slim Jim looks exactly the same now as he did thirty years ago. It is mental, <laughs> and he's got his smoking hot wife. So. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I guess that at the end of the day, that's something you can hang your hat on, right, Neil? <laughs> Does it does a dirty son and he uh he was all into like hip hop and stuff and I guess uh 
he gave him a roadster, like one of his killer, like custom roadsters, and he sold it and bought an Audi. So it was just like his whole dad thing was like wasted on him, kind of. My dad's such a dork. I don't see why you guys like him so much. You know, like, like, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, I hope he disowned him. Stupid hair. <laughs> he didn't get it. He was young. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> that is, Tom. That is very annoying. That, that man is young. That see, man is young gravy. See, I told I you. Know who he is. We told you that they, these interviews just go off the rails completely. They can go fucking anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah, like if it was just a series of questions, I might have to, like, go pee or something. <laughs> I, I had, Neil, I went to a wedding yesterday. I think I told you that. It was a wedding for somebody in their early 20s, young people. Yeah, yeah. And it was just nonstop hip-hop playlist. Oh. Like, the most enjoyable thing I could heard was, like, at one point they played... Uh, Run DMC, My Adidas from like late eighties. Yeah, but, but other than that, it was so bad. But you know what? They had top shelf liquor, so I was swinging my hips a little bit. I admit it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Like hip hop? Get hip hop out there. Say again. I'm sorry. Say again. You guys don't like hip hop? I really don't very much. I mean, we're old, so we're we're older. Like I'm, I'm almost fifty. Neil's almost sixty. Um, so, so well, so I kind of like it was just starting to really kind of blow up when I was in high school. So I actually did like some of like the early sort of more political stuff, like NWA and Public Enemy and like that stuff. But mm. once it's I, I just it just never really took much root with me. You know what you know my favorite hip hop album do? It's the Beastie Boys uh License to Ill. Came out when Ill. I was like fourteen. That's a good one. Well it came out when I was like fourteen. I didn't even really know what hip hop was. I'm just like, oh this has got some great songs. Because they had like yeah they had like a bad brains and a black flag sample in one song. Yeah. Yeah, I used to fall asleep. And then I'd like the Louis Louis Black Flag sample. I think, right? Anyway, I can't remember. But I think I think you guys being a little younger, I think you're probably more open minded musically than we were. I mean, I listened to mostly. I didn't used to be. No, I could say because I mostly listen to punk. And I enjoy some older thrash. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't listen to jazz. I don't listen to bro country. I just pretty much like. <laughs> how about you some know, old? How about some old school country though? Right. I don't mind some old school country, right. but I don't listen to it a ton. Right. I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, I used to be such a snob, but then I kind of like you know just checked everything out once I loosened the grips a little bit. But there's some cool shit out there. I think you have to loosen your grips because I think whatever you grow up listening to, like, okay, so Casey said he was 35. You know, the first punk music he heard might have been like Green Day or something that that Neil and I would probably be tempted to turn our noses up at. But the truth of the matter is... Let's let Casey talk for himself. (laughs) Maybe Casey 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 hates Green Day. What was the first first (laughs) punk band you ever heard? Or what was the first... What got you into punk? My brother was really into, like... Like the Fat Records, like nineties, you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. when Fat Records was huge, and like I would, I did anything my older brother did, basically. Um, so like he was listening to like No Effects and stuff like that, and mm. I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then and then he, he took me to a, an Exploited concert, nineteen ninety nine. Yes, nice. <laughs> that was my first concert, and like they only played three songs because it turned that'll, into a that'll riot. Get you. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> holy shit! It was like the most insane thing. I'm like this is amazing and. So yeah, that's kind of like my. Why did, they, why did they only play three songs? Because it's like a riot and like. Oh, why? I was gonna say why they play "Fuck the USA" or something, <laughs> and everybody fucking storm the stage. I I don't remember what song it was because I was like I was I didn't even know what did what band I was watching. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, all of a sudden, like a, a riot broke out and like cops just kind of came in and the whole thing stopped. But like oh, my mind a- was 
my mind like, was blown. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like those LA shows you hear about, you know, where they're just yeah. like like those black flag shows where they just cops would just wait for the kids to come out and just beat the crap out of them. So, I was at the metro. Like, my uncle was telling me about those. It was like true story. Like it was just kids fighting the cops, like every single time. It's it's amazing, man. You had to be tougher to be a punk back in those Fuck days. Yeah, no and there question. Was no safe spaces back then. God damn it. So, <laughs> so what about you, Chris? You're a little older than what you. What was your first? What's first punk stuff you started getting into? Uh, ironically enough, Black Flag. I was on the bus in seventh grade, and this older kid that we thought was really tough and cool, we're kind of scared of. Like, I was listening to my Walkman. Seventh grade on the bus, dude rolls up, takes my Walkman cassette tape thing, and he he's like, "What are you listening to?" And he pulled out what I was terrified. He pulled out whatever I was listening to at the time, and it's like this sucks. And threw it, and put on uh, black bike first four years. <laughs> oh, nice! Into my thing, so that was, I got a pretty good introduction. But from there, I just went like, oh, what's next? Okay, let's check out. The I mean, if it's, a, if it's at the beginning of the tape, you hear nervous breakdown, and either that was it, dude. It was. I was going to say that's either going to be what you want to hear. That's either going to be what you hear for the want to hear for the rest of your life, or yeah, you'll never listen to again. Yeah, my life. Yep. the bus. Yep. He's like, but you're like, well, hey, my mom gave me that Elton John tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was probably like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was in seventh grade. I was just like, you know, into whatever. But uh, you'd been better off with Elton John. I, 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 no, it wasn't Elton John. <laughs> I'd say you would be you would be better off with Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, that was cool. And that, that was sort of like that was a kind of a pivotal moment, I guess. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Ever since then, I was just like, yeah, and then just searching it out until... So what was the now. first What was the first punk show you went to? First band? First punk show I went to... Fuck, I don't even remember. What was, it was... I forgot the name of the band. It was in some backyard thing my cousin took me to. Yeah, yeah. In L.A. I, it was I just don't some know. backyard thing where you happened to have three yeah, classic band. bands that you just really, and I to go I see I in the middle of I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but it was just... Probably yeah, yeah. It was, no, it was probably like it's probably like static, loud, and like just like, people looked all cool and stuff. I thought it was rad. It was probably like static thirteen or something. Exactly. You know? it was probably, yeah. Like I said, it was probably oh, last yeah, week. I wish. That would be a static thirteen first show. That'd be a. <laughs> I'd definitely remember that. I don't want to tell you my first show then. My first show. <laughs> my first show. My first show <laughs> was uh, yeah, Buzzcocks. Yeah, nineteen seventy eight. There you go. God what? Yes, sir. Oh, told you he's a geezer. Yeah, Buzzcocks. My cassette tape story. <laughs> Buzzcocks and Subway Sect. Yes, thank you. On the Love Bites tour. Nah, listen, man. That I Black Flag song. Subway Sect. No yeah. way. That's right. Yeah. My bla- that Black Flag song is what, 40, came out what, 79 or something? It's 43 years old now. It's still, it still makes me feel that way. It's amazing, right? Yeah, I remember listening to American Waste over and over. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one, too. All right, I'll tell you what. So, well, let's get back, let's get back to Slaughter Boys. Well, let's play a Slaughter Boys song. <laughs> yes, let's play a Slaughter Boys song. Um, next song is Silicone. Tell us about this one. Um, oh, so I don't remember the lyrics. Uh, so that song is basically about, like, people who... Boobs? No, people who, like, uh, <laughs> kind of, like, go it. behind your back a little bit and, like, they turn out to be fake, right? And, like, just oh. fake friends so hence the silicone oh i got you yeah that's deeper than what i was thinking okay um <laughs> let's listen about some big knockers right? yeah, you know? he's <laughs> in san diego why not that's true <laughs> yeah. well tanned too yeah Ooh. Uh, okay yeah. so this is been the first album the self-titled yep yeah yeah of course so, your ep was self-titled too right because you want to make it confusing 
Yeah, because we forgot to name it. Is that right? <laughs> I forgot. I'm like, oh, shit, we should have named this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're, they're very laid back on the West Coast. All right, this is, uh, this is Slow to Boys with Silicone. Silicone there by Slaughter Boys off their first album from 2019, which you can still get at Garage Rock Records, and I recommend yes. that you do I get both I albums. Just got I got the I actually got the second album first, and I just got a repress from Richie over at Garage Rock. So yeah, he's got a he's got a few copies. Yep, That's fresh cool. from the UK. So go grab one while you can. Get them while it's hot. Get them while it's hot. Yeah, yeah, because I'm out. I don't have any left. Now, can you still get that first EP, the uh, the, the seven inch, or is that completely gone? I, I don't have any. I think Rich might have a couple left, but okay. It's a little pri- it's a little pricey, so I assume it's long out of print because I see it goes for like at least fifteen bucks. Holy shit! Why for a seven inch? Yeah, yeah. Well, except especially people our age where we grew up buying them two and three dollars off the merch table, and yeah. now I wish I'd go back and just buy every single one because I would be able to retire right now. No but shit, fifteen dollars. That's, right. that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's that's the way, it seems to me, though, that's the way vinyl's going, though. I think everybody's gone up, like, five bucks retail. It's just, it's going to get expensive. That's all there is to it. I mean, it's already getting pretty expensive. Well, it probably didn't press that many, right? I mean, what was the press, like 300 or something? No, we pressed 500. Okay. And, and then we did a repress 
of I think another five hundred. So yes. okay. See, here's the thing: it's so good, nobody wants to get rid of it. See, that's why the price is so big. Yeah, I still got four camping out. If you guys want, I'm gonna build them or something. All right, that sounds so good. Yeah. Them? yeah. Yeah, I guess I kept a couple. There, I, there's a couple different colors. Uh, <laughs> He's got two hundred of them. Well, that happened one time. Remember, we were like when we thought we sold out, but then you're like, oh shit, there's a box in my closet. I'm like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> yeah. remember that? I'm like, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I guess we have more. I have an entire box of Widow's records on, my, on top of my closet. I'm- <laughs> never went anywhere, but I was pretty pretty stoked to know that we went to second pressing. That was kind of shocking. So which? So Chris, you were in Widows, Chris? I was in the Widows, but not like the you know the original. We didn't know anyway. Yeah, San Diego, the Widows. I was in that band for like fifteen years. We okay. just just quit over COVID, hmm. which is a bummer. But yeah, that was a super bummer. Moving forward, that's how we kind of met. Was like I mean, just I would always go to Widow shows. And then, because like, what's funny is the kids were well, before I lived in San Diego. The kids were playing, or were supposed to play San Diego, and then the widows were supposed to play. But I didn't know there was a San Diego. I didn't know about like the Scotland widows. Which I thought did. no, I thought it was a, the Finnish widows. Oh, and, okay. And I'm like, oh fuck, the kids and the widows. And then like, we drove all the way to San San Diego to find out that the kids can come because what was it like something to do with their visa? Or there was some legal thing or. Uh, and so I'm like, well, at least there's the widows, and then, and then it wasn't even the widows. I'm like, what yeah, the fuck is going disappointment on? all around. <laughs> but I, <laughs> then you get me up there, like, hey, how you doing? I'm Chris. And then like I, I watch them, like, oh fuck, these guys are actually really good. And then I'm like, but I didn't meet Chris at that show. I met him at like a later date. But uh, yeah, really random story. <laughs> Where are the kids from? Belgium? Yeah, yeah. Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Let's yeah. say I know that first record's a classic. Oh, fuck, so good. That's like a weekly listen for me. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. What I, is, I don't you know that I, dude, I don't you, know you, that I you guys lost me like a fucking hour ago. What, Widows, Kids, what? You don't, you don't kids. know the kids, Neil? They're like an original, like a late 70s punk. Oh, you, era. Better look, you better go get that as soon as possible. Probably yeah. The, the kids have a single, time. the kids had like one single that you'd recognize as like an all-time classic, Neil. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. Rock and Roll was a was a hit, and then uh, Bloody Belgium, all those songs were so good. I don't know, I think there's one, I don't, I don't know if it was on the record, on that first record, or if it was a single or what, but. So, um. We were only allowed to listen to English bands in England, sorry guys. Is that right? <laughs> no, Bel- no Belgians. Belgians, no. They, ah, that's they, bull, that's they went bull, fucking, you love stiff little fingers. They were Irish. They went belly up in the Second World War. We didn't listen to no Belgians. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus. Right. Like the French, right? <laughs> yeah, just like the French. Yeah, exactly. So so playing on that English label, do you guys, you guys get to play Europe yet or no? No, that's going to be next year for sure. Yeah, um, we're, we're about to, then all the shit happened. Oh, yeah, we, cool, like sure. we planned on it like in 2020. Like that was the goal. And like we had... Like the in the works, and then yeah, COVID kicked it right in the nuts. And then we're supposed to do West Coast, and then Europe, and then all this stupid shit happened. And then, um, I kind of lost like contacts and stuff like that. And hmm. yeah, definitely next year. So, have you have you played all the way across the US yet, or have you just played West Coast so far? No, we, we just finished the East Coast tour in a- 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 May, a- and then uh, we did East Coast. Right before the pandemic. Okay. 
and then then west coast and yeah not the midwest yet but that's I'd say that's our problem. It's like everybody flies out to the East Coast or they'll hit the West Coast. But, yeah, they don't. Detroit and Chicago are a little further inland. You know, you got to get in the van to get out to those places. Yeah. Oh, you're in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm actually right between Chicago, kind of right between Chicago and Detroit. So I I kind of can go. But since Neil's in Chicago, I I go that way a lot more often. Yeah, I I do miss Chicago a lot. Um, Yeah. It's a great place to spend all your money and get mugged. So how do you yeah. how, how do you know Chicago? I'm from there originally. Really? And then I left in 2012. Whereabouts? Whereabouts are we from? Um, more like way west, like Irving Park area. Oh, okay. but I lived I lived all over the north side, like the like Avondale, Logan Square, Bucktown, Ukraine Village, uh, oh, Lincoln Park. So when you said you saw someone at the metro, you met the metro in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but I lived in the west side back in like, well, back then they called it the west side. Now it's just, all of it's just north side now. But um, I don't know if you know that. Like, back then, like Irving Park, and, like Avondale, everyone called it west side. Right. Now it's just all north side. Well, that's because everything's getting all just built up and suburbanized. It's, yeah, it's, it's every, fucking and dreadful. I, and when I go back there, I don't even recognize it. Like, right. Like, when I lived there, it just felt like, piss and gasoline and now when i go back it smells like italian food and like coffee shops it's weird <laughs> yep yep i mean like yeah like clark I mean, they and, both have their charms piss and yeah. gasoline and italian food and coffee shops yeah, and like, like it was we lived there because it was cheap like, yeah right like avondale logan square like it was cheap we had a house like a big punk house and we paid like a thousand dollars a month for it like a six bedroom house or something like that yeah, Avondale yeah. is one of the up and coming neighborhoods now. It's uh, mm. yeah, it's it's dragging. So were you so were you playing in bands in Chicago that Neil might have yeah. accidentally seen, like open for Stiff Little Fingers or something? We were in a band called Cemetery. Um, it's still around, actually. Really? Doesn't I've really yeah. I've open. seen Cemetery. I saw Cemetery open for um, well, some version of the Chameleons. Um, was that right? Yeah, uh, that was um, which year? That was about mm. five or six years ago. Okay, because we did two as well, like 2011. Oh, I mean, it, 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 uh-huh. t- it might have been. It's hard yeah. to track a time. Yeah, time, time yeah. starts to lose track for me. Um, the singer almost got into a fight with someone. I remember that. <laughs> God. Singer was flailing when they played here. He did? Did they play here? Yeah, um, I think so. Or maybe L.A. I think I went to a show with you. I used to play with these guys, and the dude was just hammed. But it oh, did. yeah, the singer of Cemetery, he was a... Uh, He's a wild one, but uh, he would, like pass pass out. Like one time, like in Boston, he passed out in his punk house, and they safety pinned him to the carpet. <laughs> 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 and like so, like the and we had a party at this house, and it was their last day at the house, and we're we woke up and the, all of the painters and remodel the construction people were in there trying to kick us out, and like we were trying to hold the safety pins on him because he couldn't move and like dude it was insane <laughs> but that was that was cemetery i don't know if you, if you, had, if you had a chance check it out it was, it, it was a fun band to be in was it like through the scan or just the clothes what was it through the scan or just the, the safety pins just his clothes like they, uh, they took his shirt and his pants and they safety pinned to the carpet <laughs> When we were kids, they would each safety pin his skin to the carpet, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah for sure. Yeah, and then spat, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and spats on him for good luck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I left that band just because I 
I wanted to get out of like the Midwest and like they wanted to like keep me in the band, but I'm like, no, dude, like I need to get out of Chicago like for a while. Because <laughs> like well, back then, Chicago was a rough time to be in the punk scene back then, and like so like we just kind of like I, people were getting stabbed and like all this crazy shit. At shows. Still are. Yeah, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> no, that was that, that was some other stuff with all the skin. I mean, that was a really, really heavy skinhead um, thing in Chicago in the 90s and, and the, stuff, right? Between the skinheads and, like, the 77s and then, like, all those, like, goofy kids. And, like, it was just a rough time. Yeah. And, like, like but, my, my girlfriend is also from Chicago. Like, we known each other since then. And but we I just, you- like... We look back like Jesus Christ. No, I tell you, I tell you what though, man, you'd miss it now because all those areas are just all suburbanized and just it's, it's like Wrigleyville is just taking over everything. Like Tom, we drove down there, right? I mean, all yeah. those there's no character anymore. You know, even uh, even a flat well, building. Once again, so there. expensive. You know, you're talking. You used to have a house. Now those houses are a million bucks too. You know? Yeah, I mean Wrigleyville has yeah. just expanded like crazy. It's me- it's mental. Like the alley That's, is gone. Yeah, the, the, the punkin' the punkin' donuts is gone. It's like yep. a Target now. Right. Yeah as a target yet yeah, yeah and the alley is gone and uh yeah uh, wow yeah the good old days yep yeah. see see they weren't so bad all those all those skinheads stabbing people it was actually good the, the good days yeah <laughs> the good old days <laughs> well talking about that that leads perfectly into this next song this song yeah. is called gentrify me tell us about this one that's actually kind of uh a feel of chicago like uh, uh even san diego too like uh, at the time, like San Diego was changing, and then like when I, I'd go back to visit Chicago, I couldn't even recognize it, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, and then like every city started gentrifying, and like people just getting pushed out, getting pushed out. Even here in Portland, like all my friends are telling me, like they can't even afford to live in in Portland. Everyone has to live outside of it now. It's like I'm just supposed to be speaking about us. Is like that speaks to a lot of people. Like yeah. Kind of the purpose was to speak to like everybody that's kind of like yeah it's like we lived here because it was cheap and it was great and all of a sudden it changes so it wasn't really us complaining as much as sort of like how about that yeah oh, but yeah it's just it's kind of gnarly like it, like every city is just changing and it's kind of like either for the good or for the bad i don't you know who knows right yeah well all right so this is from the first one still neil this yes is this is the last one. this is the last one from the first one yep Okay. So this is, uh, yeah, this is Gentrify Me.
Water Boys there with Gentrify Me off their fine first album. Um, so tell us, how did you guys get hooked up with uh, with Jason? Jason Richardson from Garage Rock. Uh, how did we meet him? <laughs> Hopefully somebody you, knows. <laughs> you're the business guy with the, with the band. You, you talk oh, to him. Like he, our band. Like, I, think, you know, I think it was at LA or Long Beach. One of those... One of those places he saw us. He played Fourth and Vine um, with like Gross Polluter and. Oh, so it was Long Beach. Yeah, so. Oh yeah, yeah, he's real involved with Gross Polluter. That's right. Yep. So he saw us in Long Beach, and then like he hit me up asking us to do a record. And at the time, he had just put out that record. I'm like, yeah, well, once we start writing songs, I pressed uh, Mog Town Fears of the New Way was like the best album yeah. ever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, let's go. That's a great. Yeah. Fuck, that's a great fucking record. Yeah, it really is. Well, it's funny it's because so we had him on. We had him on like almost three years ago. Who Chavez or Jason? Uh, Jason, yeah, Richie, and he was talking you guys up, and I don't think you guys had any really. I mean, I think he played one of your songs then, didn't he, Neil? I think he did. Yeah, I think he played something. Was it off the first album or the EP? Maybe I don't remember. He's pretty good about like rapping his scene out there. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's the, great. The, the Southern California, Southern California scene. So yeah, he, he's awesome. I love Richie. So, so what's your when you were in Cemetery, uh, Casey? Were you able to contribute songwriting, or were you just like a guitar player? What did you do? I played bass actually. Oh, you played bass. Yeah, does the guitar player do a lot of the writing, and then I'd just come in with like poppy bass. Like his guitars were so like Christian Death, Sisters of Mercy, kind of spooky goth stuff. Hmm, interesting. But I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't want to play that. I want to play something more poppy bass lines to make it kind of make it a little different and it sounded cool so were you were you so it was like is slaughter boys kind of your first forward into writing then and how what's your what's your process you guys write together or do you write and then you and then bounce stuff off chris or do you both bring things or do you just do all the writing or what's the what's the process yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, i don't i don't know like i'll come up with some stuff and I'm like, this is this may sound good, this may not. <laughs> uh, and then usually, like, they all come up with different things that make it sound cool, right? I'm like, here, I'm like, I'm like, here's a song, make it sound better. <laughs> and um, or Chris does the same thing. He's like, I had this riff, was figured out because Chris yeah. came up with yeah on the on the spot that we throw stuff away that isn't working or forget about it, and the, but the good stuff kind of stays. I just like, like sort of like he writes most of it, and I'll just kind of try to come up with a baseline. It usually works pretty quick. It's pretty cool. You came up with Gentrify Me, remember? Like, I was like, oh shit, that's a cool little riff. Like and the real good ones, I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then all you have to do, Casey. I mean, it's, he's, he's delivering it to you on a platter. All you have to do is come up with all the words and the guitar riffs. I yep, mean, it's pretty yeah. easy, right? Yeah. At that point, within like <laughs> a second, I can come up with all the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's my least favorite yeah, part. We'll go. We'll go like months with like, like half just an idea for lyrics and just get the song right. Then you know, right before we maybe record it, and that's not, not always the case. Well, with well, the, uh, last the first record, Bones helped write like some of my lyrics, which was cool, and like not write them, but like structure them a little bit better. And that's that's kind of how I learned to like write better songs. We'll be like. Help me out with that. Going between the first record and the second record, so when when Jason wanted to wanted to put your record out, that must have been right as COVID was hitting, right? Like, how did that how did that uh, 
Yeah, it was right before. Right before. Yeah, right before. Okay. So, so was it pushed? Like, did it get pushed back quite a bit? Oh yeah, it did. Because um, we stopped. We didn't even practice for a while. Like, kind of just all like, like we're sucking each other sick, and then um, towards like. You're lying, fool. We practiced that whole time. No, we did. We took like a. <laughs> we took like five, six months off. I remember like being like, "Thank God, I can get out of my house." Yeah, and then like <laughs> August 2020 hit. Like, what's this fucking jam? And then like we jammed, and then, uh, and then towards the end of 2020, that's when we started actually getting into the studio. So like, um, it was kind of rough because like we all had to like wear a mask and stuff still, and like kind of like separate because. Uh, Dean wanted us to kind of like be a little away from him, so the the writing process was a little strange at the time. And then twenty twenty or what was it? What fucking year? Twenty twenty one. We got we I, we got into separate studios to record this next album, and that was a little easier. Hmm. Like, so that the new album has like three different studios in it. <laughs> Excuse me, and um. It's just, it was really strange to record during a pandemic. Yeah, but, no uh, shit. And, and especially now, looking back, when it was like, wow, we didn't even need to do some of that stuff. Like, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of questionable. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, then... So... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just about to say, so it, it actually, the vinyl actually just came out. So, you know, going along with, with that, with, with the pandemic breaking, you know, making everything slow to record, um, then you also had to deal with the whole vinyl backlog shit, right? getting the vinyl the, out oh yeah god that took forever right um i think it took like a year and a half i think it's just like a bunch of pressing plants like shut down or oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on yeah, I mean, yeah switch over, they had to switch over to making taylor swift and adele records full-time they didn't have time for any <laughs> yeah. independent bands so that and the pro- the plant we were going through was like moving from Florida to Wisconsin or something like that, and so we would kind of wait for that. And I don't there was a weird thing, but it was just like it's a good thing we didn't have. Like, I kind of wanted the record to come out before the East Coast tour, but that didn't happen. So I was like, screw it. And then I was like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to book anything for a while until I get to the record. Yeah, but there were still like the two kids in New York like singing along to our songs. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Well, it was what was weird about it was because I think Neil and I both ordered it real early on. Like I said, we're kind of we're pals with Richie, and he's been kind of keeping us in the loop about this record. So we ordered it early on. So I got it, and I was spinning it, and then I see on his on the Facebook or whatever, it's like it'll be out streaming in like two weeks. I'm like, holy cow, we're actually listening to the vinyl before streaming. That's so weird, right? Because yeah, so happens. many records like they dropped them last year, and they finally just came out this year. So you've been streaming, we've been streaming them for like six months, and I think so they sell better when you. Sell it digitally at, like after you put the vinyl out. Well, I you know it's one of those things. Vinyl's expensive now, so it is nice to be able to kind of give it a spin. Yeah, you know, be able to check it out on Spotify and at least know you're not getting a total turd. Yeah, you don't want to drop thirty bucks and find out that it's. Uh, but yeah. well, I th- with you guys especially though that first record was so good. I'm like, well, unless they totally crap the bed on the second record, I know I know it's <laughs> going to be good because the first one was so good. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I was worried about that too. I was like, man, I hope people like. <laughs> well, you you got you you guys did kind of put out. I wouldn't call it a single, right? But you you guys did release one track maybe six yeah. months ago or something. It was out there, and that was a banger too. Because I think I think Jace played that for us. Begging for love, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good one, man. That's a so, good one. So you were talking about, okay, it's hard to get four guys, right? Yeah. And, and you know, obviously you're not going to add a honky-tonk piano player to your live set. It's just not practical. <laughs> but I really okay. wish we could. <laughs> but I'm, I am curious to see, and I hope you do get to the Midwest, because I, there's a lot of stuff going on in the record that would obviously be very difficult to, like, translate into a live setting. So I would like to see. I, I, I'm kind of curious how you kind of fill in some of those spaces on some of the songs that are really built up on the... I mean, not like super built up. It's not like they're ridiculously layered or something. But you know what I mean? There's multiple stuff going on. Um, well, what's cool is I I have uh, these pedals that I like to use that kind of... I change it so it doesn't sound like the record. Mm. Um, like, I change my guitar so it just sounds like more alive. It's just like the live versions are sometimes different. Mm. Like, the silicone, I don't do, like, the guitar solo. I do, like, a cool phase into it while mm. Chris does his bass part. Mm. And, and, like... I just like to change it a little bit. A bit. So you don't try. So that's kind of a good idea, right? Like you don't try to do it exactly because you really can't. No, no, it's impossible. But um, I, I sometimes do get carried away in the studio. I'm like, this is going to sound cool. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, we can never play that live. You right. Know? I'm like, oh, oh fuck, I probably shouldn't have done that, but it sounds cool. I'm gonna <laughs> play it. Well, you know, if you re- if you maybe you'll reach like a certain level of of success where you can get somebody to commit really good because you know that that would be maybe the I don't know maybe you don't want to do that maybe you've been playing so long with three you don't even want to screw with the chemistry of having a fourth but oh now that we all live everywhere else I don't think it's gonna work out yeah it's gonna be even, it's gonna be even more difficult actually you find like a second Portland. guitar a second guitar player slash keyboardist in Wisconsin somewhere or something yeah, I never <laughs> yeah. thought of that that sucks what are we gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, bad. We're, we're pros, though. Like we can just go right into it. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Well, tell but, you what. Uh, let's let's listen to a song off the new record. Um, I think it's actually the first track on the on the new record. Um, Iron Long, right? So, what is uh, what what is this one about? Uh it's like uh, basically about pollution and like the craziness of like all the shit we're breathing and and stuff like that. Mm. And then, and, uh, I don't know if you ever driven into LA, but it's like driving into like a brown cloud. Wow, like, this is disgusting. But uh, even yeah, like, or driving into like Phoenix, like driving into like these dusty towns. You know, it's like ugh, I'm like it's just kind of gnarly. Um, mm. Like San Diego doesn't have that. Like it's so right on the ocean, you know. So it's like yeah, yeah, not no smog, but like smog town named their band. But yeah. Like, so I kind of like, uh, yeah. Well, Chris, is, Chris is so so sick of the pollution. He's like, you can't fire me. I quit. I'm gonna smoke cigarettes and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unharmed. I'm, I'm there you go. With the pollution. Fine. <laughs> Your lungs are broken in. They could process that as those fumes at a how much That's higher right. level. That's right. I got juice, flute, and cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Better than the virgin lungs, exactly. Exactly. All right, <laughs> instead of instead of virgin lung, he's got iron lung. Yeah. So let's so let's listen to iron lung, slaughter boys. Oh, no, no. 
you know what, Tom? That was that was Iron Lung there. But instead of Slaughter Boys, I almost said Poison Boys because I've been because there's a band from Chicago called Poison Boys who I really love, yes. and they their new record is a fucking banger as well. And I think you guys should tour with them when you come to the Midwest. I think know. it should be Poison Boys and Slaughter yeah, Boys playing together. Play with those guys at Tower Bar. Was that um, Poison Boys or was that something else, boys? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, oh, I know who that is. I think, That's I think uh, who did Matt, That's right? Matt, yeah. Um, yeah, I know those guys actually. Yeah, the, uh, the new record is fucking banging, man. It's really yeah. They would really definitely, good. they definitely would. You guys would be a good match. You guys would be a good match for them, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We did play with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ravagers um, too, right, Neil? Like, yeah, this Ravagers is like a from good New Jersey. Year for like, yeah. like punk and roll, man. A yeah. lot of good punk and roll this year yeah, so far. Ravagers, yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, yeah. that that's the, our, our our podcast is rapidly becoming that, right? It's becoming the uh, yeah the punk, punk and roll, roll podcast, yeah, yeah, because sure, there's some great ones this year. Yeah, just just this. I mean, it's just I don't know. Everything comes and goes in trends, right? But it's just really strong. Yeah, like who who you guys consider your contemporaries, like bands that are playing right now? Because I have one in mind. It's an East Coast band that you guys kind of remind me of, and you don't sound exactly like them, but I think in spirit you remind me of them quite a bit. I mean, are there any like modern bands that you feel a real kinship with at this point? Which band? Well, the one I would say is I. You guys remind me a lot of Nightbirds, and you don't oh. exactly you don't exactly sound like them, but there's like the just the attitude and the kind of. Uh, musical, the, like it's punk rock, but it has like a certain amount of eclecticism in it. You know what I mean? There's like lots of stuff going on. I mean, that's I I, I don't know if you like that band or not, but that's a big compliment I think because they're 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 awesome too. And I don't like I said, I don't think you sound exactly like him. You just kind of there's something about you the way you guys sound that kind of reminds me of them. Mm, I have to check them out. I don't think I've heard them. Oh, you don't know Nightbirds? Oh, really? Okay, they're great though. They're they're cool. Um, they they sound super super familiar. Um, I know I've seen that name before. Yeah, they're from New Jersey. I think they're sort of like semi-retired too. They're probably a little older than you guys are. Yeah, they haven't put oh. anything out for a while, Tom. Right? It's been about five years, yeah. I think, since. But there's, but there's like elements of surf and stuff, and like on your new record, I swear I hear like little bits of like goth or something. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, is that you let that my root, in a little it's, bit? It's it's in my roots. <laughs> yeah, with with the cemetery yeah, thing coming back out. It's crazy. <laughs> goth pedal. Yeah, it's yeah. Thing, it's like where what. I was like, I'm like, what cool. sound? Real rock and roll, rock and roll, pedal, Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> See, and he moved to a city where it rains all the time. He didn't like the sun, so yeah. he, he got out of it. Yeah. Well, Portland's not nearly as sunny like, as San Diego, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's been it's sunny in the summer, like, but as soon as October hits, it gets pretty rainy. Hmm. But, but, don't, but I dig it. Going back to Tom's question, though, it's a good one. So, do you? Uh, what are the bands in uh, on the West Coast or whatever? Do you guys like or consider contemporaries or whatever? Mm. On the West, uh, what we got in San Diego? We got my new band, The Plagues. They're pretty good. Oh, I've seen I've, I've <laughs> seen them getting getting tons of publicity. Yeah, on uh, on hostage. Are, are they on hostage? Hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see them getting a lot I'm of mentions. Try to keep it pretty like. Like, we don't really do genre-specific, which is kind of cool. Been there, done that. But, like, I, it's kind of, it's cool to see what comes out. Because, like, people from all over, like, all realms kind of, like, kind of dig it. And it's it's cool from, like, you know, opposite ends of it. So it's kind of, I don't know. I don't want to be too genre-specific. And I think sure. that kind of that We don't think about it too much. We just kind of do what we do. Just do what you do. Yeah, I, I, can, I can hear that. And that that's cool. 
Because I think the bottom line is a lot of people, like, you got a good formula, but a lot of people like to kind of play with the formula before they get the basics down. I feel like you guys are really good at writing these, like, rock and roll bangers, and then you can kind of play with it from there, right? Kind of, like, take it in weird directions and make it work because you got the yeah, solid foundation. There's not a whole lot of thought that goes into it, really, as far as the sound. It's just, like, what, what comes out and then kind of try to just nail it down before it flies away. Just three guys in a room just jamming it out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, right? Like, that's kind of how kind we do we, we didn't have, like, a mission to say, like, we need a sound like, you know, this, and this is what we're going to do. Like, I guess we kind of did it first, but kind of just took a life of its own. And, yeah, there's not a whole lot of pre-thought into it. Just kind of go for it. Yeah, you kind of just, like, like, this sounds cool. Like, I'm like, I'm like, so what Chris said, like, each song has its own genre, right? Sure. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, this band's a DV band, or like, or Soderbridge, or like a mm. whatever. I'm like, it's just boring. Genres are boring. Like, I want to be whatever. You know, just sure. And and you get like a full crowd <laughs> that way. Instinct over intellect. Instinct over intellect. There you go. Look at that. He's gonna have that on his tombstone. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if- and so now that you're spread out a little more though so what so okay so is there do you kind of wait till you get together to start working to like maybe work on a new song or do you like so you're going to email like uh like casey you're going to email chris a riff and say hey dude yeah. what do you think about this or something like so that so i just bought this like cool recording stuff and like i'm messing with it and i've been like putting tracks together i haven't sent it to you yet chris i sent you one i think but um uh i'm like kind of creating like all these songs to see if they like them and then I'll fly to San Diego and then jam we'll jam them we've yet to do any of this because we wrote we still lived here when we wrote the whole last album so yeah I just I just moved up here last fall Hmm. and then we just toured and stuff so it's sort of new you're kind of still kind of feeling the whole thing out yeah that's why I buy all this stuff and like I want to record and then like make cool songs like different and then I'll send it to them are you are you enjoying living up there is it must oh, yeah. be different, it's, right? It's different, but it's awesome because it's like every night there's like a show, or right. like, um, like just so much to do and so much like the, the punk scene here is insane, and like the, there's always like fest up here, which is wild. <gasps> and, good lord! And <laughs> uh, Chris, he's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, no, that was me. <laughs> oh, okay, um, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's just like. But it, it's lawless up here. Like the yeah. fucking crime is insane, and the cops don't give a shit. Right. And like, <laughs> and then the homeless problem is awful. And but the the cops are like, they, it's like the wild wild west, and I kind of like it. Well, that was like one of those defund the defund the police uh, cities, yeah, they wasn't it? Defund the police city. Yeah, yeah but they, they did, and they hired two hundred more cops. I'm like, but I don't know they, if that's going to help. <laughs> but they've changed some laws. At least my... So I got a buddy I was just talking to lives in Oregon. And he's kind of in the wilds of Oregon. But he said basically they've... Uh, crimes that traditionally a lot of them that were considered felonies, they moved to misdemeanors. Yeah. So like a lot of theft and that kind of thing, Neil, they just don't treat it the same way they used to. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I guess I'm not sure. Fuck theft, but like, yeah, drug charges should be moved down to misdemeanors. Yeah, yeah, no like, question. Theft, like fuck, fuck thieves. No, yeah. no, I agree. motorcycle store. I'm bitter. No, yeah. I I agree with that, and I but I I just 
And, you know, the crimes that don't involve violence, yeah, don't need to be treated like they're violent. You know what I mean? I get that. I totally get that. But by the same token, I don't know. I, I, I understand that property is overrated and all that. But, man, I worked my butt off for everything I got. I should be yeah. able to my, defend it to a certain Before extent. my girlfriend and I moved in together, her house, she was living by, kind of by me. And they, all these people broke into her house and stole a bunch of her shit and, and like, her passport, like, all her old jewelry from, like, her and like her grandpa's like letters and like her laptop and like old sentimental stuff and like thieves should be shot I think it's just like they're awful oh like, I don't know about shot <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah no. you can go off Casey I'm loving it fucking go off well man. listen dude yeah, it's, 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 like I've had shit stolen I've had gear stolen I've had and it just pisses me off and like the cops don't do shit about it they like show up and like they're like here's your uh what do you call it? Um, police report number? Police report, yeah, it's for the insurance, yeah. Yeah, and like, that's it. And then you'll never see them again. And then, um, yeah, they like, it's kind of lawless up here, but we live more like south, southeast, like super far, so we don't really have to deal with like the crime and stuff, you know what I mean? But going into the city, it's really sketchy. Oh. And like, and it's like, kind of like, uh, like zombie land when you go downtown. But, um, well, well, that's the problem, right? Is these people are stealing stuff for what? For drugs? Yeah. And then they're just selling, like you said, like your girlfriend's like family heirloom jewelry. And what yeah. are they doing? They're hawking it for like a tenth yeah. of what it's worth yeah. or whatever, just so they can get high. Yeah, it's pretty that brutal. Old, old stuff from like World War II and stuff like that. Like, it's like insane. It's like man, and then you'll never see it again. No. Yeah. But now I have like all these cameras in my house. <laughs> I got super paranoid. But. um yeah, man, it's it's rough, but the the we pass all that. It's cool. Like the music seems amazing, and like mm. the food the food's super good. And then I just found a really awesome burrito place because I was really bumming when I left San Diego. Like the Mexican food thing, you know. You know, like I was like the Mexican food up here is not very good, but I found one good spot. I'm like, yeah, mm. thank God. And then but there's no zoo, man. There's no good no zoo. Climas, man. Yeah, I got Kalima's with my go-to. Uh, but this place is pretty good. It's called um, Te- or Tecos. And they're open late. Tecos Tacos, okay. There you go, and, Perfect. And, uh, but um, it's a strong scene up here, and everyone it's, like supports each other. It's funny you say that because, I mean, okay, so like Poison Ideas from Portland, right? I yeah. can't really think of any... Like I can't. I, I'm, other than them, I can't really think of anybody. So is it just like a local scene, or dude, are there the, like some some bands dude, that I would have heard of? The epoxies. The epoxies were from Portland. Yeah. Uh, oh, were they? I, th- yeah. I think the briefs went. The briefs from Portland. They're Seattle. They're Seattle. Um, okay. Like exploding hearts are from here. Exploding hearts. Oh yeah. I mean, anybody How- who's still active, Neil. Yeah. Those are all great examples. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, well, oh, Hellshock is still a band. See, Hellshock. Hellshock. Oh, they're like a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're um, too metal. You know, you wouldn't like them. I love Hellshock. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, like, there's a bunch of bands from here. Um, uh, I'm trying to, like, Dead Moon, <laughs> for example. And then, um, uh, and, uh, and there, <laughs> don't say that up here. <laughs> I know, I know. I, 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 trust me, like, I've gotten in so many arguments about this because everyone, like, loves that band. I just can't handle it. Mm. Um, but there's, throughout the, like, history report, there's been a lot of great bands and. Um, it's kind of fun to like see the, all the new ones that come out, and but uh, 
what are, I'm trying to remember. Put me on the spot. I can't remember all of them, but there's a lot. Like the Wipers are from here. Yeah, I was gonna say the Wipers were from there. Yeah. So it's a lot um, of classic. Like a lot of classic punk bands are from there. Yeah, and like the Rats. I don't know if you remember the Rats. Yeah, uh, round the, and round. One of my don't favorite bands. Oh, no, one of my favorite bands of all time, The Riffs, are from here. The Riffs. Oh, yeah, yeah The Riffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, where def- the Poison Boys got their name. Yep. Yeah. And then Defiance. I don't know if you remember Defiance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them too. They're, they're cool. Street, street, um, crunchy. Yeah, and then uh, Toxic Holocaust. I don't know if you remember them. Oh, yeah, the Thrash Band. They're great. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, who else is from here? Oh, man, there's a lot. The guy from Toxic Holocaust seems to do more studio stuff now than like playing his own stuff. Like he's oh, they they tour everywhere. It's wild. Do they? Like Joel yeah. Grind, his name is. He's just like the only guy in the band. Yeah, Joel Grind. Yeah, and he hires I think a lot of people just to jam. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a good dude though. I've never met him, but I know he, I see his name in so many records I buy of doing like production or yeah, uh, mastering. I nice. think is his big yeah, thing. Super, super nice. That's cool. I'll tell you what. Let's play a song, Neil, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to these boys about what's next for them. All right. And then we're probably going to have to go to bed because yeah, it's late we're for you, on, man. I'm, it's it's ten thirty for you. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, all, stiff, unfortunately. All that crime sounds like a real problem. So let's play the song "Problem." How's that? Hey. See, this is what I do, Boy, Neil. You are like Casey yeah. Kasem, like in your <laughs> killer segues today. Hey, that's my softball nickname. <laughs> what's that problem? No, uh, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Oh, <laughs> so is, is that this? because you're always sending out long-distance dedications, or what's the <laughs> what's the thought behind that? Yes. Uh, I don't know. They're just like, you're Casey Kasem now. I'm like, okay. Hmm. You're like, I'm not that old. Casey Kasem was already brain dead by the time I could remember him. <laughs> so what's the problem about? Um, yeah. If you, like, listen to, like, um, like, the lyrics, it's just about, like, the people like like civilians yelling at like politicians basically okie doke interesting alright so let's give that a listen this is Problem from Slaughter Boys off of the new record which is called Till the End of the Week that just came out
All right, Slaughter Boys there with Problem. We should probably ask him about the title of that record. Yeah. What was the what's the what's the thinking behind the the title of the record? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I don't even know this question. Right. You've been waiting. You've been waiting for a good answer. It's kind of a rip off a little bit. Um, I don't know if I should say who I ripped it off from, but um, it's kind know. of what's that? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I just say it, it, it's just kind of like um, just the the we get weaker, the stronger, stronger. Unfortunately, kind of like we can't like stop like what's going on, and like we feel like. The people who are already sick are getting sicker. You know what I mean? And like, mm, there's no, there's no way to like stop it. And like, we just, I just feel like the rich and strong get richer and stronger. And there's nothing we can do to stop it, right? And like, they just, it keeps growing and growing and growing. And like, and then us, mm. like the the lower class are weak, right? Till the end of the week. Well, I thought it was like, co- I thought it was like a COVID statement. Mm. Yeah. No. So, I, so inter- I, interesting. I, I, but uh, it is a ripoff. I won't say who, though. But Come on. Who, tell us what it is. Um, you better yeah. tell them. These guys seem serious. It's from, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Swinging Utters, the, yeah. what's, what's the sure. um, album? Uh, fuck. Streets Fistful Hollow. Oh, Fistful, yeah, yeah. They have a song called End of the Week. Oh, is that and right? It's like oh. one of my favorite Swinging Utters songs. Oh. And if you ever, like, if you listen to it, it's really heavy. But like, mm. fuck it, like, yeah, that guy is such a yeah. That's a great. How did I not know? <laughs> that's how much I trust you, dude. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was till the end of the week. Like it was directed towards the drummers. You keep going through. Like these guys are too weak for us. <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. need stronger, <laughs> need stronger drummers. Yeah, that's a good story. I'm gonna say that from now on. There you go. You but no, it, it's just, but that song, end of the week, for I swing others. You should listen to it. It's fucking great. You know that was a later album. Yeah, that probably came out like mid to like 2015 or something like that. Right? 20, I remember 2014. Yep. Yeah, yeah so I remember when that came out. I don't. Yeah. I like Spring Nighters too. I just haven't really listened to any of their music after like 2005, probably. You know oh, what? So that's uh, you know what? That's a rip off of because they ripped that title off. You guys know that, right? Fistful what, tell of us, Neil. Tell us. Hatch- <laughs> it's, a, it's a Smiths album. Oh oh. Uh, <laughs> yep. Speaking of places where the sun never shines. In my good old Manchester, indeed. Yes, yes. The, the Smiths I'm... album's called Hatful of Hollow. So. Oh, fuck, yeah, you're yep. right. Yep. Like, even the cover. Even the cover, yeah, pale blue and stuff, yep. God mm. damn. Uh, so I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> Morrissey is such a visionary, yes. <laughs> he, he is. Don't make that, don't make that. But like, Morris is also joke. much more likely to sue them than the Swing Yutters. No, uh, I'm just I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw throw a couple of Johnsonville brats at him and run away. Jeez, oh, the the cheap meat joke. You had to go there, didn't you? The cheap meat joke. All right, this meat's not cheap, Neil. Have you been to the grocery store lately? <laughs> yeah, these There's days, no these days it's not. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Cost you eight bucks for a pound of hamburger. Yeah. All right. So you got the new album out. The new album is great. Everybody should check it out. Go yeah. to Garage Rock and order from them or catch. I assume you guys got a few boxes of them. You're hauled out on tour with you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I haven't put them on our band camp or anything because I want to save them. Do but you yeah, have, you do you have yeah, any gigs coming up? Do, 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 do you have any dates coming up that you're playing out or anything? What's the plan? What's the plan going forward to get this? Yeah, in 2022. Yeah. Uh, right, we're doing that one with uh, Lions Law. Lion, Lions Law, yeah. So it's like at Alex oh, that's that's right. Lines. Yeah, you told Richie told me about that. That's a killer show, man. Yeah, Sweet. and then we're gonna try to do one before that somewhere. Um. Chicago. Trying to figure it out. Chicago. Yeah. So have you done like a have you done like a release show or no? 
That's Nine. that. That'll be the Lions Lodge show. The Lions Lodge show. Okay, okay. So where is that going to be? At Alex's Bar in Long Beach. Okay. Classic October's punk bar. I've never been to here. I see it all the time. Oh, yeah. And when is that? Because uh, fuck, I, I seriously consider coming out for that. What's that? October second. Yeah. That that is a uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, and it's um, it's like a matinee show, but oh, mat- matinee shows at Alex's Bar are great. That's good for Neil because he's you know, old. geriatric and he wants to go home and go to bed anyway. <laughs> Dog, I want to be in home by bed by nine. I'm tired. <laughs> Chris, you'll put me up, right, Chris? I know. Shoot, I'll be there until the fucking doors close. Trust me. Yeah, we'll go. We get, there's a really cheap hotel that's like kind of a hooker spot, but like we usually stay there when we go to Long Beach. We'll go to the party. It's so sketchy. Just sleep on top of the bed, Neil. Don't <laughs> crawl under the sheets. <laughs> we, we went in there one time and like the the bed was like buckled in half because like <laughs> and then there was like mirrors on the ceilings and there was like a hole in the wall where like the door opens where the cops would probably like, bust the door open it was, like, a knob hole it was just like everything you wanted in like a cheap it was like handprints on the wall <laughs> like everyone in the whole place was partying it was like there's every room people were up either just like spun out or like there was like college kids like raging in the next room over it was right around the corner from the bar it was pretty cool we had an interesting hotel in Oxnard once like that. Oh, really? man. That was... <laughs> tw- yeah, Speedville. That was yeah. the craziest... It was place beds ever. where you put, like, quarters in them and they shake. giant shoot. hotel and everyone there was Oh, no. It was a crack hotel. It was, like, insane. I fell asleep in the van because I didn't want anyone messing with it. And I remember falling asleep on this guy. Like, I fell... As I was falling asleep, I was watching this guy, like, pace back and forth on the balcony. <laughs> yeah, we stayed I, up... Me and Nick stayed up all night just, like, watching the crazy... Yeah. Thing. It was like, he was going to jump or what? Like, hey, no, well, I didn't know what he was going to do, so I fell asleep, and then I woke up at like 8 in the morning, and he was still pacing around Jesus. on that same back. I'm like, yeah, my God, like, damn. Place was just on a sick one, and we were just sitting up all night, just like talking to all these crazy people, and like, well, me and Nick, the drummer at the time, stayed in the room, but we are just sitting outside, just like, hanging out with tweakers all night. It was insane. <laughs> but we didn't well, build, we had a kind of a couple days ahead of us, so we didn't want to you know. Well, and I'm sure you guys, when you tour, you're probably on a budget. You know, you're not staying at the Hilton Garden Inn or whatever every night. But you know, they have this thing now called Google, where you can read reviews online <laughs> and get a pretty good idea. No, dude, they were they were surprised that we wanted it for like more than a couple hours. I only went the whole night. <laughs> yeah, were you gonna it the whole night? It was, it was you, cash. Romeo. That was like probably the most memorable stay I think we've had. Yeah, that was kind of a wild. So that yeah, was a wild so, so it's. So it li- really works out because you feared for your life, but now you have a great story. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Alive. And yeah. I got choked out that day too by some guy. Oh yeah, he's trying to eat his food. So I was eating my burrito, time. and then like some guy ended up choking me. And we me thought out. we, he, I was like, oh, is this your, like, your friend or something? And I was like, like, what, like, like to steal your burrito, or what was no, the master like, plan? He was just like completely spun out. He just right? didn't like and, the band. <laughs> and like, <laughs> uh, my back, like, my back. Random yeah, my my about. back was like facing the door, and he like just walked up and he put his hand around my throat. He goes, "See how quick I could have killed you." I'm like, "What?" I, yeah, I was like, "It's like this." How do you have a friend in Oxnard? Like, yeah, he thought stop. Well, and then like Nick, like Nick's kind of like buff dude who's down to go. So like he'll he kind of stood up and it, it ended there. But it was pretty weird. Yeah, that that was was Oxnard, weird. Oxnard's a weird place. <laughs> That's funny because it's got all those bands. Like all we know is those bands, you know, the Doctor No and Style yeah, Thirteen. Yeah, and yeah. Some of the best. Oh, we, we had a good, we had a good show, but ill uh, repute. Yeah, ill repute aggression. Yeah, 
So, so you got okay. You got a release show coming up. Kind of. Well, I don't know. Atlas Bar is. I don't know. That's not local to any A, is it? But are you? Uh, do you have touring plans on the books, or are you just kind of laying yeah, low and seeing what happens? We're doing. I think one uh, February for a little bit, like a West Coast thing, and then um, I don't know what's after that. And then after, I think next fall we're going to do Europe. Well, if if they were going to offer you a spot in punk rock bowling, would you do that or not? Oh, I, I think we're they're talking to us about it. Yeah, why not? That'd like, be sweet. Because we did hang it out by the pool. Because we did it the year before, right before the, or when was it? Twenty twenty one. No, it was. Yeah, it was like last summer, right? Yeah, yeah. Summer, we did. That was happened, fun. We went. We played like a one of the. Like after show things, but we didn't go to the whole. Oh, you did, oh, that right? Because oh, we yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were there last year. Yeah, we didn't have tickets to get into the whole thing, but it was like the last day of it. Oh, oh. shit, we missed well, it. Because was 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 I was fun. talking to Richie, and he's like, "Yeah, hopefully we can get together at Funk Rock Bowling one of these years, and Slaughter Boys will be playing." I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be sweet, definitely." Yeah. Yeah, but, next door, I had Madball and uh, Madball and somebody else. I really wanted to go to that, but we were kind of like, it, it was crazy there's people everywhere it was kind of a drunk thing for it just you know the day so those of us who aren't used to that that crazy desert climate and it's just such a long day it just beats the crab out of you like yeah when you're out watching bands all day in the sun after like we didn't go to any after shows part of that was because my buddy and i neil neil was there too but my buddy and i both had our wives with us so it's like uh, we don't want to leave out you know too long but they didn't come to the shows with us. They were just like drinking by the pool. But it's like, ah, we'll catch up with at the end of the night, you know. Yeah, I drink water. It's it's like a hundred degrees and dry. Yeah, it's it's insane. Easy to just kind of drinking beers all day, and then by midnight you're zapped. You're well, that's me though. I'm too stupid to drink water. I'm I'm just <laughs> uh, I just like to drink beer. <laughs> we should hang out and drink beer sometime. Definitely, we should. No, that'd be yeah. great. I I, I look forward to that. Weather, it'd be cool. Definitely. Well, and like I said, hopefully you guys can. We always say this, the West Coast and East Coast bands, like, come out to the Midwest, dude. Come out to, the, uh, you know, you get out to Chicago. It. We'd love, we'd love to see Chicago. We've been talking about Chicago for the last couple of years, and it just hasn't happened yet. I want to go. I want to go, like, Well, that was the, the plan the, during the pandemic, but just hasn't come through. But it'll happen. But uh, we, we're trying to figure out, like, who to tour with, like, meet someone in the West Coast and then go. But I don't know. Uh, here you go. Touring is hard. Man. Poison Boys, I'm telling you. Poison Boys, Slaughter Boys. It's well, a great it's, double well, bill. Here's the thing, you know, but you know, we, talk about, we talk about like that Ravager Susie Moon show uh, tour, which looked great on paper, but they have a hard time getting people out. I think a lot of people are not back going back to the shows yet. Yeah, I think, fuck them. I think people are scared, though. Well, especially yeah. people like our age, like older. Like, you can't tell people to stay home for two years and then expect them to come back because a lot of these geezers are retired, you know? Our, our East Coast tour is pretty good. Was it? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I think it depends every, on what, like, what city you're living in, because if you know the herd starts going to shows and like, everyone seems to be all right, like in San Diego, no one really trips off too much about it anymore. But no, that's cool. I just noticed, like, it just seemed to me you've been been to several shows in Chicago and Detroit too, and they just it just don't seem quite as well attended as they used to be. But no, I, don't, I agree with that 100. percent yeah. Like Chicago, like like a show at Reggie's, it just it's just not as full as it used to be. Reggie yeah, is a lot goofy of people anyways. got out of the habit too. Like a lot of people seriously yep. got out of the habit of going. Yeah, out. well, that's what I'm saying. Especially people like my age. Like, so okay, so if you're like a 50 year old dude, like I said, you get used to making your own drinks at home for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's hard to get back out. 
It is. Yeah. But, so, uh, it's, it was a huge, like, kind of unforeseen 180, and then, you know, it kind of fades off, and people are just like, oh, yeah, we're kind of like, you know, god old well, in the well, it, well, and that, and, and so it affected us that are older. You know, Neil's been going to shows for almost 40 years, or over 40 years. I've been going to shows for well over 30 years. So it's like part of our DNA. I don't even know how to stop. But like I said, a lot of people who aren't as committed, I think they just kind of retired. And yeah. and it also changed the bar culture. So we grew up in, like, the bar culture, man. We On the weekends, you just went out, and you went home when the lights went on, you know. But, like, my kids are young adults. They're a couple of them are old enough to drink and they just the the bar culture isn't there for the young kids like it was for us i don't know if it's the internet or or what but you know it's just not this is not quite the same it doesn't they, seem like enough they, they can't fucking socialize with each other these young kids yeah, they do true. everything They're online nice. fuck's sake that's true that drives me crazy and then like the people that were going out were drinking like they were 21 again the second it was hilarious you go to a bar when everything started opening back up and people were just hammered and like yeah you know fights breaking out it was it's well, it's funny because, like, like, like my local bars I drink at, like, they're not open late anymore. They're only open till midnight. Man, when I was young, I'd have been super bummed out, but now I don't really want to stay out much later. <laughs> anyway, so it all works out pretty good. But yeah, yeah. everyone got, got it into their shows and stuff. You know, you got. Uh, I got to finish Ozark. I'm not going to go out to see my favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you well, go. And, yeah. and like I said too, you know, you're, you know, you okay. You go to Alex's in Long Beach and you're drinking. Ten dollar gin and tonics or whatever, and you've been sitting at your house drinking half gallons from Costco for like twenty bucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's just you, Tom. That's just you. I, I know we're coming. <laughs> no, to it's the not end. just me. I know I'm we're not. We're all really good. good. Uh, <laughs> I know we're coming to the end, but I can I tell you my my Detroit story? Hell yeah! Uh, sure. First time I ever went to Detroit, we we got there like like noon, and. Two houses down from where we were staying, there was like house on fire. We're like, oh shit, that's not good. And then like the guy's like, oh, don't worry about it. We ended up leaving for the day, and like we played the show, and like we did everything right. We didn't get back to like. Where did do you remember where you played? No, uh, God, this is like 2008. Okay, no, that's good. <laughs> uh, but uh, we or 2009. Uh, we played. We didn't get back to like three in the morning, and the house it was like completely burnt down. And people, and like it was still like flaming, and there's people with lawn chairs in the street watching it. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, oh, a fire department never shows up. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> is that true, Tom? Well, the thing with Detroit specifically is it was, it used to be like the fourth largest city in the United States. It was like right behind Chicago in size. So it's like square mile after square mile after square mile, but there's only like 600,000 people there anymore. Right. At one point, they were talking about trying to like move people all into the same neighborhoods <laughs> so that they could have police and fire coverage and stuff because it's such a big, so much infrastructure. Do you ever, there's like a movie, Neil, where like these kids break into a guy's house in Detroit and he just like terrorizes them. But there's no, but that's, that's how it is. There's just not. So if you're a tourist, I mean, you can go to a Tiger game or whatever. You can go downtown to the main downtown area. But yeah, if yeah. You, you're kind of taking your life in your own hands otherwise. Yeah, it was gnarly. I've never seen anything like it. And it's, it's, you know, it's probably not really much worse than, like, Southside Chicago, Neil, but there's less police, even. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, and I do love Detroit. You know, I love my Detroit sports teams. A lot of great bands in Detroit that I love, old and oh, yeah. new. Have you ever shit fucker? I remember them vaguely, yeah. Oh, that was, like, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> but even, like, mod- yeah, well, of course, you know, like, Suicide Machines are always kind of a big one. There's a band 
Jay from Suicide Machines has a band that I absolutely love called Break Anchor, and they just started playing again. I would like to Oh, check, yeah, they're a good band. Check them out again. Yeah. But I'd rather have them come to my nice, safe clubs over here in Grand Rapids, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, you're in Grand Rapids. Yeah, I'm in Grand, I'm in Grand Rapids. So I'm literally right between Chicago yeah. and Detroit. I like Grand Rapids. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a nice place. Yeah, that's awesome. You'll come yeah. here once a year to visit and... Yeah. Makes fun of about a bunch of hillbillies we are, but you know, <laughs> there's no dead bodies on my front porch when I get up in the morning, you know. I uh I did crime scene cleanup in Chicago for like three years. Oh, wow. So I know the I know the violence in Chicago Yikes. very well. <laughs> yes, that's fun, huh? Yeah, hey, you talk awesome. about getting desensitized. Yeah, no shit. It was awesome though, because like it was like the ultimate date starter. Like girls just wanted to know about it. it was <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, some certain kinds of girls want to know about it. As long it. as your date was like Wednesday Adams. Yeah, or I was going to say. <laughs> no, it was like... I'm in a band called Cemetery and I clean up dead bodies. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> Take my clothes. Take my clothes. <laughs> Take my many layers of butter coats off. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> to, to be 21 again. There yeah, you go. Exactly. I'm actually way happier now, but like, it was fun, but yeah. The good days. I feel like now is way better, but still had fun in my twenties. Well, so, so how about you, Chris? Have you been in? Have you been in uh, San Diego the whole time, or have you moved around as well throughout your life? Uh, the, the, I grew up in LA, lived in Hawaii for a long time, then came back, lived in Oxnard for a little bit, and uh, San Diego for almost twenty years now. So how was it? How was it being in Hawaii? As the howly did everyone used to fucking uh, all the locals used to beat you up. Grade was rough, but then I like. I figured it out. You just got to be friends with the biggest psychos at your school, and then no one fucks with you. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so or, be, or just be the biggest psychos at your school. Yeah. I, well, that wasn't. I was like this little <laughs> dorky white kid with all these like you know Polynesian like, like big like big muscular. Dudes. Yeah. But I was in this uh, like I was in this special ed math class. I was really bad at math, and all the kids <laughs> were there with me. So and I like to draw, right? So I would sit there draw pictures. Like, hey, Rod. Draw me a picture of Bob Marley for my girlfriend. I'm like, all right. So I do it. It was like being in jail or something or like juvie. Like you draw the, draw a picture for like the big Samoan dude. And then he's like, you're a homie. And then the next next thing you know, you're you're good to go. Nine straight stuck. I got beat up a bunch of times. But after that, I was, it, it wasn't that bad. So that <laughs> So how long? How long? So you, there's like kind of a macho out. culture over there, you know. Like you, you know, you, you like, the and then like the next day they're like shaking your hand in the hallway. It's it was. Hey, that's why he plays. That's why he plays four strings and you play six, man. It's a math. It's just a simple math equation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. One. I was trying to help him. I was trying to help him with his taxes once. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very bright. <laughs> you know what? It's overrated anyway, right? <laughs> what did you say? What did you say before? Instinct over intellect, right? Instinct yeah, that's what he said. Intellect. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty deep. Yeah, it's kept you. It's kept you alive. And the first time, you, the last time you visited Oxnard, so. yeah, uh-huh. that was. I'd actually never been to that part of Oxnard, or like hung out there, but it was. It was definitely the industrial kind of sketchy area. It was in the back. It was the show was actually in the back of like a, a machinist shop. Hmm. Oh, that was yeah. sick. Yeah, it was love, sick. I liked it. I love those. Yeah, I love the DIY it event, like cool. the home impromptu venues. Yeah, I got super wasted with this kid that was drinking uh, like Seagrams out of this giant like uh, <laughs> gallon bottle, like water bottle that's full of Seagrams, and we were just hanging out. And- Oh uh, yeah. See, Neely probably got it at Costco. Probably got it at Costco. Yes, it all <laughs> comes full circle. See, see how that works. It was just one 
it was a hot night with some warm seagrams. That's the title of your next album. It might not be the best whiskey you ever had, but it's pretty doggone affordable. I'll give it that. <laughs> second, <laughs> second to the bottom shelf. That'll <laughs> yeah, be our next song. No complaints, though. I was talking with the locals. We hit it off. There you go. We'll, we'll be in the Midwest, though, man, for sure. Like, cool. My whole family keeps bugging me. So, <laughs> so your family's still out here? Yeah, yeah, most yeah. of them. A lot of them, like, moved to Arizona, but um, they're, like, keep bugging me. All my friends out there keep bugging me, too, but we'll be out there. Well, so I'm looking at... Malort, the- dude. you got to do the Malort plug. Malort, oh, my gosh. Malort, yeah. you're in the party no, in his house. You forced uh, him to drink Malort. No, Malort, Malort actually followed me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing to be proud like, of. It tastes like booze <laughs> if you, like, let it sit in potpourri for six hours. Okay, it tastes like... Tastes like battery acid that's come out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't drank it over like over a year. Oh no, I take that back. Mick at Tower maybe do a shot. And then, well, yeah, he started carrying it there because of you and your Chicago. <laughs> like talking, talking Malort up all the time. There you go. Hey. Was, and he was all stoked that he actually got like a Malort account or whatever at the. Well, that now, last oh, he's offering a special. You can get a hams and a Malort shot for five bucks. Dude, that's so, robbery. If you're interested in that, go to Tower Bar. Sandy. We used to, back in Chicago, back in the day, you can get an old style and a Shamalort for five bucks. Well, Tower's matching that price. I'd right be now. willing to pay up up to half of that price down, for that. Yeah. But um, but the last sorry, the last show we kind of did, I had eight and a whole burrito, and like a, right before we play, bad idea, and then. Mick hands me a shot of Malort. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good idea. And yeah, and you it. have kind of a fragile ecosystem. Like, you, yeah, you, like my you know, like this sounds know. like it's going like a Gigi Allen direction. Did you end up throwing <laughs> feces at the crowd? <laughs> so, second song in, I'm like, oh no. Like, right in the middle, and I turn around, and I'm like, this isn't going to be good. I'm like, I can feel it come back up. And, like, we're halfway through this. Kinda- and I'm like, I look at Hunter, and I'm like, he goes, you all right? I'm like, no. I'm like, I was like, I was like taking deep breaths. And I'm like, fuck, 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 and and then I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, I came into my mouth and I just swallowed. It. Oh, <laughs> and it tasted better than the Malort did the first time. And then I started singing again. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, that was the last time I did Malort. Wow, what a hero! You know, <laughs> I think that's nature's way of telling you to not drink any more Malort. No, Next time I see, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna bring a bottle of Malort and force you like you did to me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, one time me and Casey were sitting there get, drinking a bottle of Malort, and then we got in an argument, and then he attacked me and broke a chair, and we ended up fighting in his front yard. Remember that? <laughs> no. You don't remember that? <laughs> we, were, we were bickering back and forth, all Malorted out, and you, like, tackled me, and the chair broke, and then we got in, like, a rolling around your front yard, a little scuffle. No, no I don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, well, so how do you drink them or you don't remember wow that's that's the kind of thing that really bonds <laughs> yeah, we, a band together yeah it is all breaks them up you know what they're arguing about which offspring album was the best <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez never oh, owned one <laughs> well uh, I, t- I, t- I, t- I tell you what if people want to uh, buy merch it looks like actually on your band camp it looks like you have a bunch of sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff right yeah there's hoodies shirts some shirts are still available, some aren't. And then, oh, guess who drew that uh, the sweatshirt logo with the scorpion and the rose? The Richie? Me. 
I oh, you? Oh, cool. <laughs> Me and my yeah, brother did. Did the big Hawaiian guy make so you do that? that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a commission to keep him from getting his ass beat. Yeah, where's that Bob Marley picture? I want that one, please, on the sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, drew, I drew several. There you go. It's actually a pretty sweet sweatshirt, man. That that's a. I don't know what the uh, symbolism is of the scorpion and the rose, but but there you go. Uh, it, just, it just looks it, cool. It don't mean shit. It just looks cool. Okay. Yeah. So you heard it here and first. Slaughter Boy, Boy's icon means nothing. <laughs> and there's one of like seven hands for some reason. I don't know what that one's about. Just look, oh, n- none of our artwork means anything. It just looks cool. And then um, Johnny from Ten Minute Rats. Completely honest. Oh, uh, Johnny's a sick artist. Like check him yeah. out. Did he do yeah, the yeah. album artwork and stuff? No, he did the one that's like a skull and a centipede. The shirt. Yeah. I don't know if you see that. And then Blaine uh, Slingerland, he did um, our first two album covers. Okay. And then Marco from No Front Teeth did our new album cover. Which, for the record, I hate the first album cover. But... <laughs> well, it's like an Asian thing, right? Like an Asian cover. It almost, it almost looks like a oh, metal yeah. band from the 80s or something. It's a it's a pirate, um, like a lady pirate skeleton. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm yeah, I thought it was like Asian or something. Yeah, well, that's because it's got the Japanese flag thing behind it, right? It's got the red dot, mm. right? Well, that's the lettering. It's also um, an old, like, if you look at old um, English art from, like, the pirate days, kind of they all kind of like that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, kind of wild. Mm. The new ones, right? I like that one. The- yeah, it's cool. It's real cool. I, I dig the new one too. So, all right. So, they can get the record at garagerockrecords.com, right, Neil? Garage Rock Records. Yeah. I think that is. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to this and you want to get the record, don't forget the PTID code 10% off anything you order at Garage Rock Records. So. Right. Neil always forgets. I never forget because I'm half Dutch. I never forget to use the discount. Code. It's gar- it's garage rock dash records dot com. Garage rock If you Google garage rock records, it'll come up because that's yep. how I do it. Because I'm basically lazy. I just Google everything. Yeah, and buy the Smogtown record while you're there as well. Uh, it's so good because that's good. Yeah, and matter of fact, yeah, the Smogtown and the Gross Polluter album. If you don't yep. have that, I mean, yep. that was like when we first that met Richie. He sent us those records. Are both amazing. It's so good. I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to this anymore. It's pissing me off. <laughs> there you go. Oh my oh, god, like, damn it! cover is so sick. It has Lee Perry like kind of poking up out of the wreckage. It's badass. Well, maybe you yeah. could. T- maybe I tell you what. Maybe you could tour with them, and then we'll get to see both bands. Knock we, both of those off. Off again. One list. Well, over well, here, I mean Chicago. I mean, do a tour. Oh, with them. see, yeah. I, don't, I feel like they don't. They're they're getting up there. I don't know in age. I don't know if they do like tour much well, touring anymore. Oh, we, tried, we tried touring with. Splitter, but then the pandemic canceled every, like literally yeah we had it we had all the dates set and everything we we're about to take off and yeah like um like a week day it happened was yeah, it we, just like regional like west coast or was it like all over the place it was up to washington and back so like okay that see that's where i think they're at neil i don't think they I, I doubt we're gonna get them out here but that would be sweet if we did um maybe i know what's the singer's name again um chavez chavez yeah i know he's got like his kids are like super active yeah, they're like, ah. they're like ride motorcycles, right? Something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he's a super good dad. So he's like always like kind of helping them get their stuff. So it's hard for him to to travel. But yeah, we had him on. We had him on a couple years ago. He's a real interesting dude. Real nice guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's super nice. But uh, he's like a super super dad. So it's hard for him to travel. Which I get. I mean, so much easier to be a deadbeat dad. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just so much easier, Neil. All the all the bands I personally know are all like 
family responsibilities and stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. But it's important to do this shit in your 20s when you work at the pizza shop and you can just go, yeah. right, boy, quit later. There you go. Or exactly. Look at cr- clean crime scenes. You can make your own schedule. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, not like they're going to move themselves, right? I mean, there's crime. I like the dead bodies going to move just itself. Go on, like a little crime scene tour and do the yeah. double header. There, there you go. go. But, um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll be out there. Cool. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, this soon. this this segment was literally like four times longer than any of the other ones we did. Neil, is there one song? Do they have one song? Left? They do. We have one song left called "Happy Captive," which we can actually play out with if you guys like. Yeah. What's, hap- what's "Happy Captive" about, guys? It's about a buddy of mine back in Chicago who, like, would always get in trouble, but somehow bounced back and like he lived in like a really shady, weird area and like had to deal with like the gangs and stuff like that. But he's always super happy and like super positive and like kind of always like he's like whatever you know <laughs> so um his name is john and he like just had like a good personality but he lived if it was anyone else it'd be miserable because like this the shit that he had to go through it's all perspective but, uh, you know it's all about yeah. perspective right yep those are the best type of people exactly yeah I mean, I know a lot of people, and I'm sure we all do, who, like, really have it pretty good. All I do is complain. So, you know. Yeah. Are you talking about me? <laughs> I didn't mention any names, Neil. I did not mention any names. Jason being miserable is the, is the way to be, let me tell you. Because well, you never get let down. You never get let down. I saw that joke, Neil. You get left down. I still can't see you guys. This sucks. I'm like the stepchild over here. Like, <laughs> well, well, no, well, we can't see each other either. You're not there's being no out. Video, there's no video. There's no video. Yeah, there's no video. I'm just sweating, dude. I'm just sitting in my bed. Oh, are you guys are, are you like guys on video together? Or no, no, no. We're okay, not, I thought no. I was the only one out, like Alistair. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> are you? Are you? Have you been pouncing <laughs> over there? I thought you guys were all sitting there, like <laughs> the whole. Each we, we told He's just you, been like, sitting there drinking Malort, getting angrier and angrier. Maybe next time. Exactly. But anyway, all right. I have to go to bed, guys. It's been. Yeah. It's been I'm on East Coast. I'm on East Coast time. I'm a working stiff. I officially have to go to bed. But it was fun talking to you. It was yeah. nice meeting you guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was awesome. But yeah, definitely. I hope we can catch up. With the, and like I said, the new record is great. We are going to keep spreading the gospel of the Slaughter Boys because we're kind of we we love to make lists of our favorite things. And for 2022, you guys are kind of like shot up to you know top towards the top of the list with the bullet. So yeah, for sure. Sick. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. So thanks for coming on, guys. We appreciate yeah. it. And uh, yeah, buy their album, everybody, and uh, go to the Bandcamp store and buy some merch. And uh, yeah, we will hopefully see you down buy the them, road, guys. Buy them uh, shots of Malort while they're yes. on stage. See if you can get them to fall yeah. down. Fall down or puke in my mouth. Down. Exactly. See if you get. See if you get. The, <laughs> see if you get Casey to blow chunks on you. That's <laughs> yeah. Rock, I, man. I can get it in SD now. So look out. I'm going to be carrying like jugs of that shit around. We'll there you go. Repay the favor. One in each arm, half clean, gallon in each arm. You can clean your on somebody. You can clean your driveway with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else? Good. For Melt us. the cement. <laughs> All right, Neil. Let's spin this song. Yep. And yeah, thanks, guys. Yep. Playing yeah, out yeah. with uh, playing out with Happy Captive. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll smell you all later. Uh, keep a little mark in your heart and stay free. Yeah. Happy Captive coming at you.
man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter.